Welcome to the PC Speaking Podcast Series, Through the Bible in a Year, where we come together for daily reading and reflection as we journey through the Scriptures. Let's dive into today's episode with Pastor Chris Miller. Hello and welcome to day number 28 of our Through the Bible in a Year reading series. Hope your reading's going well. Uh, we'll be back in person again next week. We'll still be streaming online, obviously, but we will be back in person with uh, regular service next week. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing everyone. Um, our memory verses today, our memory verse today is from Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. And we're going to read verses 24 to 26 to get us started today. And it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his so, well, this is a, quite a different passage than the one we talked about last week. Totally different sounding passage where Jesus said last week, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And now he says, if you want to be my follower, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And leading up to this point, in the verses uh, prior to what we read today, Jesus has confirmed his identity as the Messiah, the Son of God. And in conversation with Peter and his disciples, he also speaks about the necessity of his suffering at the hands of the elders in Jerusalem. And he also talks about his resurrection. And Peter rejects what Jesus says when Jesus talks about his suffering, which is telling about how Peter views Jesus as the Messiah and what his purpose is. And that's kind of what our passage is a result of today and kind of centers around that. We'll expound on that a bit more as we go. But when Jesus, or when Peter rebukes Jesus for saying that he's going to have to go suffer, uh, he, Jesus responds to Peter immediately and he says, you know, get behind me, Satan. This is that passage. Uh, you're an offense to me for you're not mindful of things that are of God, but those that are of man. And the disciples expected Jesus to be their earthly king and set up his kingdom immediately. And we've talked about some of this in the past. And it seems that they didn't truly grasp the mission of Jesus, what he was about until after his resurrection, which is really the pivotal point um, in, for Christianity. That is the key. And for the disciples, as they walk, they follow Jesus, they're learning, they're grasping at what is true, but at the time their thinking is somewhat small and short-sighted compared to the reality of who Jesus is and what he has come to do. Instead of the things of God, their thoughts are on the things of men. And Jesus says to them that anyone who wants to be his follower will have to follow his example to deny himself, take up his cross, and then follow him. And Jesus dispels any confusion about what it means to be his follower by giving them a proposition. He says, if you want to be my follower, this is what it's going to be like. This is what it's going to look like. This is what it's going to involve. 
And the disciples often misunderstood what it means to be his follower. And people still today, we often misunderstand what it actually means to be a follower of Jesus. We can see that same thing throughout scripture. And we sometimes see the same problem occurring in the lives of believers today, even in our own life at time. And last week, we talked about how Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And that can sometimes be misinterpreted as, you know, Jesus, if you become his follower, he's going to make your life easier. And the disciples had a similar idea at that time. They were thinking that Jesus would set up an earthly kingdom. Uh, He would be king. They would rule with him in that kingdom. And Jesus, in what he says in our passage today, is correcting their understanding and attitude about who he is, what he came to do, and what it means to be his follower. The disciples want to follow him to his throne and sit there with him. And they want the good stuff, as everyone does. So when Jesus talks about suffering, Peter says, no, that's not right. And that's when Jesus rebukes Peter. And then Jesus puts forth this proposition of what it means to be his follower. He says, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And that proposition involves taking some specific action. Jesus says, if you want to be my follower, it involves, it requires self-sacrifice. And that's not something the disciples really wanted to hear or necessarily that we want to hear for that matter either. That's because self-denial is the antithesis about what we think we want or the antithesis of what the world says we should want. We want to fill our desires. We want to pursue our own interest. We want to be self-actualized, you know, all these different things. But to be a follower of Jesus means that being his follower takes precedence over all of those things. Being a follower of Jesus doesn't mean, of course, you give up everything that you enjoy, but it does mean that personal desires take a back seat to being his follower and what he wants from your life. So self-denial is an exchange of what matters most in your life. When Jesus says, you know, deny yourself if you're going to be my follower, what's happening there is an exchange of what matters most in your life. It means exchanging what I want or what you want for what Jesus wants. But that's not an easy thing to do. That's often a challenging thing to do. It's something we struggle, tend to struggle with. In this same account in the book of Luke, where this interaction happens, Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me daily. So it's an ongoing daily decision is what Jesus is getting at here. And, you know, would it be nice if we could make the decision to follow Jesus once and be done with it. But the reality is, is that's not how it works. It's a daily decision. It's similar to doing Bible reading, really. You know, it's a, uh, you keep making that decision day after day to do it. And so it's a daily decision to follow Jesus. And we make those decisions even when we don't feel like it. And that's self-denial. Um, what we feel we want often isn't the best thing for us. Wouldn't it be great if it was, you know, whatever we felt we wanted most would be the best thing for us. Like whatever we want to eat was the best thing for us to eat. Whatever we want to do would be the best thing for us to do. But 
if, if you've been around any time at all, you've learned that that's just not the case. It'd be nice if it was, but it's often through self-denial that we find and do what is best for us. Self-denial often leads to some kind of gain. And the idea that gaining life requires us to lose or deny ourselves, like Jesus talks about in this passage, is, is counterintuitive to many philosophies that promote self-preservation, um, self-actualization as the highest goals. <coughs> Excuse me. Got a little throat trouble today. I've been talking a lot. Ah, talk, 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 talk. So, yeah, the idea that um, gaining life requires us to lose or to deny ourselves is, is counterintuitive to a lot of worldly philosophy. And Jesus says to be his follower requires us to deny ourselves, to deny self. And Jesus is correcting the thinking and the attitude of his followers. The expectation of being his follower is that we change our thinking and attitude to line up with his thinking and attitude, one of self-denial, one of self-sacrifice, and one of obedience. Jesus left the glory of heaven to live like you and me and be obedient even to death on the cross. And Think about the obstacles we face on the road as followers of Jesus. The greatest hurdle on that path, I think, simply might just be myself. The greatest hurdle on your path as you do your best to follow Jesus may very well just be yourself. Self-denial is a tremendous challenge for every believer. And it's something that we don't want to underestimate the difficulty of because it can be such a big challenge. But self-denial is the prerequisite for meeting the next requirement of being a follower of Jesus. And that is to take up your cross, take up your cross and follow him. Now, we've probably all heard someone talking about taking up their cross at some point. We've heard someone, you know, say something with self-pity and pride, you know, look at a difficulty in their life and say, well, I guess this is just my cross to bear. You know, a cross is more than a boss who doesn't appreciate you, for instance. A cross was a Roman method of execution. It was torturous. It was public. It was humiliating. Uh, criminals were stripped naked, nailed to a cross, and left exposed to the elements to suffer and die. It was a horrible way to die, slowly suffocated. And when a person carries a cross in New Testament times, and when Jesus is telling these guys to take up a cross and follow him, um, it's not like they were working at a thankless job. They People were on their way to die. That's what meant carrying a cross. And when Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me, it's more than just a symbolic burden. When Jesus said cross, the disciples understood what it was. They knew that it was a public execution by crucifixion is what that means. And today we wear crosses on our neck and place them, you know, in our church, in our home. We've got them around the windows and the top of the church. Um, and we recognize a cross as a symbol of what Jesus has done for us, and which it, which it certainly is. But when Jesus says this, you know, is it's not that. What that's not what he's talking about. Cross bearing meant ridicule, it meant humiliation, it meant death, it meant all of those things. And that's kind of a tough sell if you're trying to recruit people to be your followers. 
And taking up your cross requires sacrificing your life to be his follower. And think about the example that Jesus set. He was abandoned. He was rejected. He suffered. He was humiliated. uh, He was crucified. And he says, if you want to be my follower, you will have to take up your cross and follow my example. But Jesus doesn't want us to be a dead sacrifice. Um, In Luke, Jesus says, take up your cross daily. You know, so it's an ongoing thing. And Paul in Romans chapter 12 says that in view of God's mercy, offer yourselves as living sacrifices. You know, of course, there have been Christian martyrs in history who have died for their faith and they're still all in the world today. But when we sacrifice our lives to be a follower of Jesus, Jesus intends that we crucify who we used to be and die to ourselves daily to be his follower. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse two, the Bible says that Jesus, for the joy of the cross that was set before him, endured the cross and despised the shame. Um, that's a bit of a paraphrase. I'm kind of quoting that from memory. But When you despise something, that's the word I want to uh, concentrate on there, it's more than just not liking it. To despise something has a sense of devaluing it or seeing it as valueless or not attributing value to something. To follow the example of Jesus means to attribute less value to some things. And one of the things that we need to learn to give less value to as a follower of Jesus is what scoffers think. And one of the things that keeps us from going all in as followers of Jesus is attributing too much value to what people think about us. We don't like the idea of humiliation, which was part of the cross, or embarrassment, which is part of the cross, or people to say negative things to us, which was part of the cross. And following the example of Jesus, we learn to despise shame. And that means placing less value on shame, placing less value on what other people think, what scoffers think. And I think the reason we worry about that, at least in part, is because of how much value we place on ourselves. We want everyone else to value us as much as we value ourselves. Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross and despised the shame. He didn't place value on the shame. He placed value on you and me. For a Christian, it's in Christ that we find our identity. And it's also in him that we find our value, not in ourselves. Yeah, I'm sinful. I need a savior. And Jesus became my savior through his finished work on the cross. And he did that because he places tremendous value on you and on me. In understanding that and how much value Jesus places on us, it makes what scoffers think seem kind of petty. So I don't find my value or my identity in myself. I deny myself. I find my identity and my value in Jesus, which leads us to verses 25 and 26, which say, for whoever shall... Whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, the call of self-denial 
and taking up your cross, it's not a small thing, it's, but the rewards of that are matchless and ongoing. Now, as I was studying this and thinking about this, I want to turn a little corner here just for a second. I want to kind of interject briefly to, I guess, explain, make clear that this is what we're talking about here in being a follower of Jesus. This is not about earning your place in heaven. That's not what Jesus is talking about. He says, you know, if you're going to be my follower, you have to do these things. It's not about earning a place in heaven. It's not about being good enough or trying hard enough. And if you don't, you know, get a high enough grade, you won't be accepted by Jesus. I don't want you to think that. Remember the conversation between Jesus and Peter. Jesus asked Peter, who do you say I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Peter confesses that. And Jesus tells Peter, you're right. And God, the father has revealed that to you. Jesus also tells Peter, he will give him the keys to the kingdom. And it's shortly after that, that Peter rebukes Jesus for saying he was going to Jerusalem to suffer. And that's why Jesus goes on to say what he does in our passage today, to correct the understanding and attitude of his followers about what it means to live as his followers. You see, Peter already believes Jesus is the Messiah. What Jesus says in our passage today is telling us what it means to be his follower, not to be born again. Those are two different things. I don't want to anyone to misunderstand that this is not an issue that if you don't do well enough, Jesus will reject you because that's not the case. In Jesus saying, if you want to be my follower, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Jesus is telling the disciples to cast aside their selfish desires to be free from uh, the Roman government and for you know, the selfish desire for him to provide a life of ease through, you know, continual loaves and fishes and things like that. He's the Messiah who came to seek and save that which is lost, not set up a comfortable kingdom for himself and his followers. There are a few instances where people come to Jesus and it seems like he's talking them out of becoming his followers, but it's not that. He wants people to be his followers, but he also wants us to understand what it means to be his follower. If you're going to be my follower, Jesus says, if you're going to be my follower, this is what that's going to be like. And that's what he's telling us. And he wants them to understand that he is the Messiah and what that means. He wants us to know that he's the Messiah and what that means. And if we simply see him as someone who's only going to make our life better or easier or build our kingdom or make us more comfortable, which people did at the time and, and people still do today, if that's how we think about Jesus, we don't understand who he is or what he came to do or what it means to be his follower. You see, this is a soul issue. In our passage today, Jesus is showing us who he is, and what is most valuable. If Jesus were to be what his disciples seemed to think that he was coming to do, if he were to be that earthly king that they wanted, and he cast off Roman rule and solved all their earthly problems, what would that profit them? Jesus answers that. He says, even if you gain the entire world and lost your 
soul, what's the point? See, when you look at the followers of Jesus, that's the road that Judas took. That's the road that Judas took. He didn't see Jesus as savior. He saw Jesus as a means of gain, financial gain specifically for him. Judas thought he was gaining something, but in reality, he lost everything. And your soul is beyond value. You can't can't put a price on that other than the blood of Jesus. And like Jesus said, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Nothing. The point is, Give your life, give your soul to Jesus. Turn to him in faith, place your trust in him. And I pray that we would each deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow Jesus daily. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today on the PC Speaking Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of Through the Bible in a Year. If you have found this helpful, please follow the podcast and share it with a friend. It is our hope and prayer that every episode helps enrich your relationship with God and His Word. 